The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Glad to be with you this week and each week. This program is archived online, but glad to have you listening on radio as well. Percy, we're going to talk about cancer and relationships today. Yeah, Wayne, how about this? Have you ever been challenged by someone to do something that you did not want to do? Hey, Percy, I'm a guy. Guys don't generally like to go to the doctor, do we? Listen, the rest of this show is going to speak specifically to how men think, and we're going to hear from a man's man today about being challenged to do something that we ordinarily don't want to do. So you're going to set me straight on the program. Is that what you're saying? I am, and to help you do that, (laughs) to help set you straight, I'm going to give you the Word of God. Oh, boy, that'll do it. (laughs) That'll do it every time. (laughs) Psalms 27, our spiritual nugget for today to set up this conversation, is found in verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom or shall I say what shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom or what, as I add, Shall I be afraid? Typically, when we're asked to do something that we don't want to do, it's because we're afraid of something. What are we afraid of? All right. Well, that's a good word. And we're going to learn more about it here on the program today with Percy McRae. Seven things you should know about cancer is a resource that we want to place in your hands. Percy, there's no charge, as always. We don't charge anything for these resources. As a matter of fact, listeners can download it right now. That's exactly right. The show of health, hope, and inspiration is a gift and part of the gifting of this show is free resources that will benefit, equip, empower, and inspire the faith community, particularly around the subject of cancer. Seven things that you should know or someone in your life should know about cancer. It's a great resource, free of charge right now, downloadable at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now stay with us for the rest of today's program and we'll find out what's ahead. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And welcome back to this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. If you would like to download the free resource, Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer, written by our host, Reverend Percy McRae, then please go online right now to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Here's Percy with today's guest. Well, I'm excited today. I have with us on the show Tom Carlson, who is a prostate cancer patient, and he treated at the Midwestern Regional Medical Center in Zion, Illinois, uh, at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And it's a real pleasure to have you with us today, my friend. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. I see you got your leather on, and you, you've been on your motorcycle, and we might talk a little bit about riding bikes, but with that, I want to, before we go into anything, I want to share just some quick information about the particular type of cancer that uh, you've been dealing with and have been working through, and that is prostate cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, other than skin cancer, prostate cancer is the most common cancer in American men. The American Cancer Society's estimates for prostate cancer in the United States were 2016. About 1,080 men uh, have new cases of prostate cancer. And the risk of prostate cancer is about one man in seven will be diagnosed with prostate cancer during his lifetime. Prostate cancer develops mainly in older men. About six cases in 10 are diagnosed in men age 65 or older, and it is rare before the age of 40. With that, I just want you to understand that when we talk about cancer from the show, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, we're trying to inspire individuals. And prostate cancer is a cancer that many men are dealing with. And today, uh, Thomas is going to help us to understand his journey and experience with uh, with prostate cancer. And again, thank you, Tom. Let's first start with how are you doing right now today? How are you feeling? Fantastic. Really fantastic. And you're out riding on your bicycle. <laughs> and they probably motorized sh- bicycle. I was gonna say it's probably a shame <laughs> to call it a bicycle, but uh okay, of course. I don't know why I thought it would be anything else. But with that, you're you're living life and you're moving forward. Let's uh back up. Let's sure. talk about the day that you were <laughs> diagnosed and told that you had prostate cancer. Where were you? How did you feel? How did you react? I was devastated. You know, uh, you could have taken a two-by-four and hit me and took all the air out of my sail. You know, I was just devastated. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I I, I really thought it was um, somebody else they were talking about. Mm. I just kind of sat there dumbfounded because in my family, the associations I had, the word cancer did not come out positive. Wow. So there's been some history, obviously, then in your family with cancer. So yes, my mother had uh, – she had been a smoker, lung cancer and sure. stuff like that. But sure. that was the association that I had with family. You know, it just didn't c- come out positive, And I thought, well, there's my fate. So you have to process that. You, you, have, to, you have to work through that dynamic. <laughs> what do you do? You, you're told now, where, now what happens? Uh, well, I, I think as I look back now in all honesty, it, it, you know, fear drove me to a, a feeling of defective equipment, get it out. Okay. And, I, and I reacted that way right away. And it was my plan A. It was early. I had no symptoms. Uh, I was young. I was like 57 at the time. And um, we'll go on. I was healthy. You know, for the most part, I had no symptoms. So that was it, and I was just going to go on. So you, you take the, the prototypical male approach to, to sickness and disease. I have a defective part. Let's take it out. Let's get to going and move on. You, you know me, huh? I, I, hey, uh, <laughs> I think I'm part of that club. With that being said, would you mind sharing a little bit? We don't, sure. want, we don't have to get super technical about all that was done from a clinical perspective. Did you have surgery? Did you do radiation? Let's talk a little bit about that. You're right on. Right there. I had surgery. Okay. Uh, it came back six months later, and that's uh, when I, didn't, I had to have a plan B. And so it was six months later that uh, I was introduced to radiation, you know, and, and would take care of it that way. Okay. You know, uh, I, again, no symptoms, and uh, it seemed to take care of itself. 
Now, you're, you're, when you were diagnosed, was this as a result of you doing a, an annual PSA, a digital rectal exam? How did you find out? Was it by accident or was it during a regular scheduled uh, uh, annual assessment? Well, uh, no, it was it was done by fate. Uh, I, I was going to a basketball game and a high school friend was sitting at a basketball game and uh, I thought he was sitting on one of those inner tubes. And so I was going to go up and razz him. Mm. And he had had his out. And this was when we were in the late uh, 40s. Okay. And he said, Tom, go get checked. You know, go have it checked. And, you know, being high school friends. Yeah. Not even high school, childhood friends. Sure, sure, sure. uh, I was loyal to him. Wow. And uh, I'm from a smaller town in Michigan. And it was very easy to have done. The hospital had my uh, all my records. They just said, hey, come on in. We'll have it and we'll get it to your, to your doctor. And so I would go in once a year, have it checked, you know, have the blood drawn, go to the doctor, ask him to check digitally. And he said, I said, how was it? He says, everything's good. So here we go. I want to play with this school of thought. And I, I have a very specific reason here. Your friend, because this, this is not a common conversation among men. So let's be very clear. The, the engagement at this basketball game is unusual. Men do not have those types of discussions with each other ordinarily, even close friends. Hey, you need to go get your prostate checked? Men don't typically have that conversation with their wives or with their significant others. Why did you believe that uh, he was so comfortable in sharing that with you? And why were you so quick to react and respond in such a favorable manner? I believe it's uh, the Midwestern culture. Okay. Uh, we were friends from very, very early, probably uh, kindergarten on, played uh, Little League in that. And so we had a trusted relationship. We had a bond between each other that it was more than just the men, uh, brigado, you know, those types of things. Sure, and sure. when he looked me in the eye and I looked him in the eye, I knew that's what I should do. I, I just find that amazing. I, I have a dear friend of mine that we've recently had this conversation, but it was well after the fact, and he knew what I what I do for a living, and his wife prodded him to actually tell me, and she made him tell me, and when he told me, it was like a year after he had started doing, and I said, doing treatment, I said, man, why didn't you call me earlier? This is what I do for a living. The point that I want to make here, this is not a natural, normal conversation among alpha male men. And so I really want to salute and congratulate your friend and Mm -hmm. you being receptive to, wow, if my friend said this to me, I need to go do something about it. Okay, fast forward. You, You get checked. You find out that you have prostate cancer. You do treatment. How did you work through the mental, emotional physical dynamics of treatment and care. I would imagine every day wasn't Sunday. There had to be some challenges, I would imagine. How did you process and work through that? I um, I believe in higher power. Okay. Uh, I believe in the, uh, I, I don't know if it's a prayer or a poem called Footprints. Okay. Because, see, I thought those were my feet in the sand. And uh, this was another one where I had to uh, learn to knock down some of the old myths I had in my head. And so I knew that I needed... My higher power. I knew I needed my God in my life. Okay. And so I had already been, uh, he had taken care of me. I had already had a relationship, but I kind of like Emerald Live, I I kicked it up a notch. Sure, sure. And he led me through, and and it was always part of my mission. I used to journal. I do morning meditations. I spend time with them, getting my head on straight anyway. sure. Already the process had been in my life. 
you know, it, it took another level. Wow. Now I'm, I'm going to play around with this a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, you've got your, your, your leather biker jacket <laughs> on. You're a Harley guy. You're, you know, you're, a, you're a man's man. You're talking about journaling and getting in touch with your higher power. Again, you know, those two worlds don't, don't necessarily seem to be mutually, uh, associated with each other, but somehow you tapped into that element and aspect of yourself. Um, there may be some man listening today right now who, who, who may be struggling with the possibility of this disease or actually having this disease. What would you say to him right now who's listening to you? I would say to you that uh, it's a myth. Be a myth buster. These two work very, very well together. Okay. In fact, they make you stronger. And if you look back into this way of life, the strong men or anybody that hooks the two together lives an an abundant life, a life beyond your wildest imaginations, and it works in every aspect of your life. So men, knock it off. <laughs> Get it done. It's not true. Let that let them into your life, and you will find out. Stay with it, and you will have an abundant, amazing, joyful life. And if I can just add to that, go to your doctor and let them check you. Well, that's what we have to do here. You're absolutely right. There's footwork we must do. You know, and that's taking care of herself and doing it there. But always bring him with you. You know, he'll take care of you on that. I always brought him with me after that. You know, I had to do the food. He's not going to, you know, check me out by myself. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's that's the point. I, I'm glad you added that. We have to do the footwork, yes. In the closing seconds that we have, what's the one big thing or the one aha moment mm -hmm. of this situation for you that is a guiding force for your life that helped? change you or put you into a different place what's the one thing that you walked away from this experience human experiences the people that he's put into my life and 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 it's on this journey is uh two spirits talking to each other mm. it's the aha my i get a peace that comes over me being able to just sit with another person like us today i yeah. feel it right now yeah. uh, of uh, a tingling and that that is beyond my wildest imagination. So that's the aha. Let it happen. You'll feel it inside you. Wow. Tom Carlson, biker, Harley Davidson guy, prostate cancer patient, and a man who's in touch with his faith and his feelings as he's moving forward. We salute and congratulate you. Thank you so much for being a real example of a man's man today. Well, thank you for this opportunity. It's uh, been an honor and a privilege. Well, Tom has given us a lot to think about here today and talk about, and we'll continue the conversation with our host, Percy McCray, coming up in just a moment on health, hope, and inspiration. If you would like to download a resource free of charge called Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer, go online right now to healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, 
our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, you are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're here each week at this time. This program is also archived on our website so you can listen anytime, or perhaps you hear something on the radio on this program that you'd like to share with someone else. Just give them the link to healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, what a conversation today with Tom Carlson you had there. And I want to say that I do get regular checkups, but it is time again. So this has been a good reminder for me today. You know, it's a good reminder for all of us, particularly for the men that are listening to the show. I can recall very vividly when I began uh, to have my uh, checkups and my assessments for my prostate, it was a very different and unusual experience. And that's the reason why I think this discussion particularly by this particular man. I want to set the stage, Wayne. He had on his leather gear as if he had just gotten off the road from his Harley-Davidson uh, excursion up to Sturgis or wherever. Sure. And, and, and again, you, you got this big, burly man who basically started talking about getting in touch with your feelings, being uh, taking ownership of your health, uh, journaling, mm-hmm. and, and the sensitive side of manhood that you wouldn't associate with this individual around the subject of prostate cancer and awareness. That's a great lesson not to take anything for granted when we talk with people, That's right? right. Never judge a yeah. book by its cover. There That's you go. Right. There you go. Well, you feel very strongly. I mean, you and Tom touched on something that you feel super strong about. Well, in the many years of, of having the privilege and the opportunity to talk uh, you know, I've given many discussions and uh, I've led many symposiums and trainings and seminars around the subject of cancer. And of course, according to the National Cancer Institute, prostate cancer is one of the most common cancers in men in the United States after skin cancer. It is the second leading cause of death from cancer in men. But still not as much awareness and conversation as I think could be had because of the stigma and because of the male ego of not wanting to talk about this subject and not having discussion. The the, the conversation opened with Tom helping us to understand how he was prodded, for lack of a better word, to have a conversation and think about having prostate cancer from a childhood friend of his who he saw sitting on an inflatable donut mm-hmm. at a basketball How about game. about that, yeah. And, and from there, his friend basically tells him, listen, you need to go get your prostate checked. And from there, he starts this path and this process and lo and behold, he's diagnosed with prostate cancer. Early detection has to be key here. Early detection is one of the most important things that anyone can do with regard to any cancer. And we now know that statistically, incidents of cancer may appear to be rising. The rate of death appears to be lowering because people are being detected earlier and being treated earlier, according to the National Cancer Institute. You have told us on this program many times that cancer is a community disease. And I'll ask you to explain that in a moment. But thinking of Tom's conversation today, the community... Uh, of his friendship with this man who urged him to get that exam, it, it it proved to be true. It absolutely did. And imagine again, if you will, and I've been through this uh, and I shared this within the interview itself. I had a dear friend of mine who I've known for 25 years who had prostate cancer and never said anything to me about it, knew exactly the type of work that I 
was involved in, where I worked, et cetera, et cetera. It was his wife who basically encouraged him to share that conversation with a dear friend that he had. We've talked about many things over the years, but he was not comfortable initially talking about having prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. I think that this is more common to most men than not. And And so we walk around in silence and we suffer the negative consequences of not having a conversation, not having a dialogue, and certainly not sitting down with our healthcare professional and having some sort of discussion on an annual, regular basis. Of course, it calls for sensitivity and, and feeling the moment as well. But I was so glad that you talked about the spiritual side of this with Tom. Well, again, you know. Health, hope, and inspiration. When we use the word inspiration, of course, we use that. That's another term for the spiritual realities of those who have a relationship with God, who call upon the power of the name of the Lord, that at the base of everything that we are and that we do, there's a spiritual element and aspect to it all. And so tapping into that, and of course, Tom, it's his story. He really uh, unpacked very well the importance of his relationship with God and how over the years, Uh, God has been with him and and sustained him and kept him. And that was part of his coping mechanism in the midst of this. So when we talk about uh, any type of uh, real serious situation, uh, it's going to be impossible not to go into that without talking about the spiritual ramifications of that. Yeah. And you talked with Tom today about, uh, you know, being a man's man and, you know, being into riding his Harley and that sort of thing. But how often do men really talk about these things and how often do men come together and walk that journey with each other when there's a cancer diagnosis. We started this conversation. We opened up with this challenge of a question. Have you or I or anyone ever been challenged by someone to do something that you did not want to do or that you didn't think about doing? Well, in this particular case, uh, I want to add an additional element to that challenge. How many men listening to this show right now today have a close friend or family member or someone that they can confide in and sit down behind closed doors and talk about some of the more delicate uh, elements of uh, about health and wellness and specifically about prostate cancer or the possibility of prostate cancer and feel comfortable and assured and safe in that environment. Yeah, and older men can be the one to speak into the lives of younger men. I, I encourage often, and I have encouraged often, that younger men actually need to hear older men volunteer that information because, again, of the provado and the and, and the macho and machismo of men, young men just think that they're bulletproof. They're yeah, invincible. We're live forever. And we're going to live forever until one day you wake up and you're faced with a situation. If we hear our elders, those that we love and respect, that are having open conversation and dialogue about such sensitive uh aspects of things of health, it'll help our younger generation to embrace that and to become more proactive around the subject itself. Well, this has been a much needed conversation here today. There's no question about that whatsoever. And I think the perfect follow-up to this is to uh, download the resource that we've made available to our listeners. It's free of charge. It's called Seven Things You Should Know About Cancer. And I see Reverend Percy McRae's name attached to this. Well, with that being said, we attempted to put together another nice free resource for people that will just help you step through a couple of key things. Number one, 
cancer affects all types of people. We need to get away from the mindset that only certain type of people under certain circumstances are afflicted by cancer. Cancer affects all types of individuals under all types of circumstances. Number two, practical ministry can have benefits. We are encouraging people to become practically involved in the lives of people and support them. It has tremendous benefits at the end of the day. Number three, spiritual needs can vary with each individual. Be sensitive. And I want to put a disclaimer out here. Do not take a cookie cutter process to how you support people spiritually. Everyone's needs are unique and different. Well, I know you didn't run through all seven, but all seven are in the resource, which you can download. You can view it and download it right now at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Yep, we just wanted to whet their appetite and we want to close with our spiritual nugget because the word of God is the bread of life. Psalms 27 verse number one tells us that the Lord is my light and my salvation of whom or of what shall I be afraid? The Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom or what shall I be afraid, including prostate cancer. We will not fear that because we have the greater one living on the inside of us. That is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening. Pass the word along that we're here each week at this time. We'd love to have you tune in and join us again next week. Percy, thank you. God bless. Hey, we're overcomers. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.